I'm Kelly Burrell, and you're listening to When Sleeping Women Wake. This is the podcast for women who are tired of being stuck in stress and pain and are ready to wake up and rediscover the joy and magic in their lives so they can become who they are meant to become. Hey, this is Kelly Burrell, and this is podcast number six. I don't actually have a title for it yet because I'm doing this one pretty much off the cuff, but there's a story that I really wanted to share with you that I have found a lot of benefit from. So as as I think I may have said before, my oldest son, Josh, has autism and he also has a seizure disorder. And these seizures, he's had them his whole life, but he is they're starting to get worse and they're starting to create um, a real problem for him physically and mentally. And um, his quality of life is starting to decrease because of these seizures. And so we've been working with doctors for the last several months to um, do some tests and to start coming up with a treatment plan. Well, um, yesterday was really the last of these tests before we could make a decision on what we're going to do moving forward. And he had to do what's called a PET scan. And he had to, um, first of all, go and get EEG leads put all over his head. So basically, for those of you who don't know, those are wires that pick up brain signals and they're literally glued all over your head. I think there's like 30 of them or something crazy like that. And then um, then he had to have an IV so that they could put this radioactive contrast into his body. And then he was going to have to go through the CT scanner machine and lay there still for about 10 minutes so that they could do the test on his brain. Um, this hits on every one of Josh's major fears. First of all, he hates those wires. He's had them many times before. Um, it's just it's just really scary for him to have wires literally glued all over him. And then he hates having anything. Um, he hates the IVs. I have seen him literally rip them out in fear and panic from these things. And then sit, sitting still for any length of time is very, very difficult for him because by the way, he also has ADHD. So we've got a lot of, we had a lot of things going against us, but it, the day started really, really well. Josh was very cooperative for the EEGs. They got them on. Everything was fine. He was cooperative. He got the, when they put the IV in, he barely moved. I mean, he just, he was so easygoing and getting along. Everything went well until he laid down on the table for the CT scanner and he absolutely could not be still. He couldn't do it. Um, they tried twice, and then finally they the they brought in some partial sedation um, medication, and it didn't touch it. It didn't work. He actually got more agitated instead of less, and now he was half out of his mind because he was partially sedated. I mean, it was just a mess. And it was interesting because during this experience, um, when I, mean, I was keeping my husband apprised of what was going on by text and yeah, things are going great. This looks like this is going to go well. Oh my gosh, this isn't going well. We need prayers. Josh is starting to fall apart. Um, at the same time, I also felt very inspired to text, a, um, to get on a group chat with that has several of my friends on it and ask for prayers. Um, and it was very frustrating at the end of the experience. I knew that there were prayers going up for him. I mean, just many, many prayers going up. And I myself was in the room praying and it didn't work. And I think it would be very, very easy in that situation to say, well, prayer doesn't work. God doesn't care. Um, But I just really, and I was mad, folks. 
that was not my best parenting moment. I was frustrated with Josh. Um, I just, it, it required so much. We were there super, super early. We had to push, I mean, I had to reschedule it and we pushed the whole thing back a month, which pushed, pushed back the um, appointment with the neurologist. It was just, I was frustrated to the point of tears, actually, by the time we got home. And I just couldn't see why it couldn't work out right that moment. And um, I texted my friends back and said, thank you so much for your prayers. Unfortunately, it didn't work. We're going to have to reschedule. And a friend of mine called me and she wanted to know how I was doing. And honestly, at that moment, I wasn't doing great. I actually had, I burst into tears on the phone and had a really, I was just having a rough time of it. And you know, what's interesting. I learned a valuable lesson from my friend yesterday because she didn't try to fix it. She didn't try to make me feel better. She just listened to me and allowed me to really just fall apart and cry on her shoulder. And that was, that was such a huge thing because I think we as, as moms, we feel like we have to hold it together all the time. Because if we don't, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in my family, if I fall apart, that seems to give everybody else license to fall apart. And then we're all, we're a family of hot messes and it just, it's not pretty. So I try to hold myself together most of the time, but, but my friend gave me the gift of letting me fall apart. And I was so grateful. And that empathy was so powerful. And then I was actually in the process of recording um, this podcast and the experience that that had been and how powerful that was for me um, to just be able to to experience her empathy when she actually came over. <laughs> Brought a big big slice of chocolate cake and um, just said, hey, let's, let's talk for a bit. So we sat down on my couch and we talked for like an hour and a half. And that's where I was able to see the blessing in this whole thing because she was um, able to to listen to me in some other areas that I'm struggling with um, with my kids and she was able to give me some really powerful advice advice that I desperately needed but I wouldn't we wouldn't have had that conversation in that way if I hadn't had a really rough morning and fallen apart and she hadn't come over so, you know, it's really interesting. I, um, I've been telling the story recently in, in other places, and I'll just quickly retell it here. The story of Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy. It's, there's a book called um, The Hiding Place, and it tells their story of when they were in a German concentration camp. They had been, they had been rescuing Jews from the Nazis during World War II, and then they were caught and taken to a concentration camp. And Betsy, um, they get they get into this horrible, horrible place, and bet but and Betsy knew that the the scripture says be grateful in all circumstances. And so she suggested that they kneel down and pray and thank God for everything that they could think of about this new place. And they thanked him for the things that you would expect, like um, thank you that we're still together. Thank you that there, there was this New Testament that they were able to keep with them. They were able to hide and get past the, um, uh, the inspection at the very beginning. And so they, they thanked him for the obvious things. And then Betsy said, and thank you, God, for the fleas. And at that point, Corey had had enough. She said, nope, I can't do this. Even God can't make me grateful for a flea. And Betsy said very gently, you know, Corey, it doesn't say be grateful in pleasant circumstances. It says be grateful in all circumstances. And fleas are a part of this place where God has put us. So 
Corey very reluctantly thanked God for the fleas, and but she was pretty sure that Betsy was wrong this time because, you know, it just seems like there are times when we just, there's just nothing good that can possibly come from this situation, right? We, we feel that way. How can this yuckiness, this curse, this unpleasantness possibly be something that's, that, how can there possibly be any positive stuff that comes from this? Um, but Betsy said, you know what, we're, we're just going to try it anyway. We're going to thank God for everything, even the parts that don't look positive. Well, it turns out that those fleas were a massive blessing. Um, they were, the, the, the two sisters were able to read um, the New Testament and lighten the load and bring hope and light to so many hundreds of women in the barracks precisely because of the fleas. The guards would not go into the barracks because of those fleas. And so they had the freedom to do whatever they needed to do. So it turned out that the very thing that they thought was one of the biggest curses was one of the biggest blessings. And, you know, this is an interesting this is an interesting lesson. And in last yesterday, in the middle middle of this whole situation, I was thinking about that story and thinking about how I had shared it on some other platforms um, before. And I thought, you know, I just don't see the good in this. This did not go the way that I wanted it to. My prayers were not answered in the way that I wanted. This was not a blessing. But it turned out that it was because the very... I was able to have a conversation with a friend that is going to make a big difference in the way that I parent my kids, in a way that my kids need me to parent them. They're not going to be happy about it, but tough beans for them because I'm the mom and they need it. And I'm so, so grateful. And I, and I want to end this podcast by encouraging you for two things. Number one, um, Look for the good. Thank God for all your circumstances. Look for the good in everything. There is a silver lining in everything. You have to look hard sometimes. It's really hard to find it sometimes. But if we open ourselves up to that and look for it, God will show us that silver lining. And honestly, that silver lining makes the whole situation easier to handle. You know what? I'm not mad at Josh anymore. Not like it would do any good. But... um just stay mad, I mean, but I'm not mad at Josh anymore. And I am sure that there is a reason why we needed to push this test out a month. And all the other stuff that, you know, all the other pieces that can't fall into place until this test is in place, this test needed to be moved back. And I don't know why. And maybe I'll never know why. But I'm going to trust that God has a plan for me and that that plan is okay. There's actually, there's two other things that I wanted to share. The second thing that I wanted to share is be empathetic. Don't just, oh, that's, that's terrible. I'm so, you know, that, that that's just awful. And, but, you know, and I had this terrible experience too. When you, when you talk to somebody like that, who's having a hard time and, oh, that's awful. Let me tell you about my awful thing. That's not empathy. That's. That's actually unkind. That that can that can be so demoralizing to that person. So just listen. I hear you. I'm sorry that happened. I what you know, just just being there, even if you don't know what to say, even just being there energetically can make such a difference. And um folks, there was a third thing. 
and I did not write it down and I lost it. So I will, I'm sure it'll come back up in another podcast. Um, but I just want to um, encourage you to do those things, to find the joy and to be empathetic to everyone that's going through a challenge. And you know what? Oh yeah, here's the third thing. Realize that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to fall apart. It's okay to have those days when you just want to stamp and cry and scream. And and as long as you're not hurting anyone, do it. Because those emotions are there. And so you might as well let them out so that they don't get bottled up and come bursting out all over your kids or your husband or some poor soul in the in the checkout line later on. Just let them out. Anyway, thank you so much. And I hope that you have an amazing day.